I will divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he has poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And bore the sins of many. And made intercession for transgressors. If you were careful why we did the reading. Quite a long reading. You will notice that hidden within the progression of these verses are three pivotal questions that we have decided to call the three questions of redemption. This is a prophetic picture of the story of redemption as captured by the eyes of vision and by the eyes of prophecy. And in the delivery of this piece, the prophet could not but ask three questions. And I have coined it the three questions of redemption. If God is going to move in your life, then you must of necessity have to answer this question. Hallelujah. And I trust today that many will be found in our company who have settled these issues in their life. For that to happen will be that a new day is upon us and the finger of God is about to brood again upon the face of the earth. Somebody say, Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 begins with a question. It's quite strange. I've always said this here that the assignment of a prophet is to bring clarity to that which is sustained upon the heart of God. And because of the crucial nature of the prophet's assignment, he is not allowed the luxury of asking questions and speaking in parables. His call and his portion is not to complicate the things that he is seeing in the realm, but to give voice to it in simple, plain language, so that every intention of God will not be compromised. And any time we get to find prophets asking questions, it's a critical moment worthy of great attention. The Bible says, Who has believed our report? In the journey of life, many times there are contradictions in the environment, contradictions in the circumstances that seem to negate the reality and the truth of the perspective of God. But whether or not you get to believe it does not make it more true. The prophet said, Who has believed our report? Hallelujah. The things that he was seeing was so enormous in the realms and he had to sample his audience. He wanted to find out by that question if he was communicating the things that he carried on the inside of him if he was speaking to the right people. This was the same prophet that prophesied that a virgin shall be with child. I guess that when he did he made that prophecy and declared it upon the nation that it shall come to pass that a virgin shall be with child. And I hope you know when he said that the virgin shall be with child, he was actually speaking and addressing a king. And he asked the king to ask God for a sign from the heavens above or even from hell, from the depths of hell beneath. And the king said, no, I'm not going to tempt God so, so much as to request from him a sign. Then Isaiah said, the Lord himself. That means it, it was not upon your request that God had decided to do this. The Lord himself 
shall show you a sign. Hallelujah. That's the prophet I'm talking about. That said that a virgin was going to be figured with child. And one more, I think after that proclamation he found great persecution. And so when he was about to declare this now, he had to ask a question, who has believed a report to sample his audience whether he was communicating that which he was pregnant with to the right audience he wanted to know hallelujah because it's only a man that has seen believed the report of God that can believe that God can actually bring to pass that which he has said not within the context of that which we sustain in our human mind hallelujah Some time ago, it was prophesied that God was going to move in a particular family. Are you with me? It happens to be that the custodian of that family, or the eldest person in that family was a worshiper of idols. And an evangelist came to minister to him before his idols and prophesied and said, because you have rejected the gospel, it has even pleased the Lord to choose one from among your children that will herald the same truth. And the man said his idols will not allow it. Because each and every one of them, his umbilical cord was taken and used as an implement for worship before the shrine. As a, as a means of identifying them and marking them for destiny in idol worship. And so, this sorcerer wanted to see to it that the prophecy that was declared will not come to pass. So anytime there was a crusade or anything that can lead to anybody's salvation, he ensured that no one from his clan will by any means be figured there. Hallelujah. And he did that for many years until the, the least among his children became twelve. The day God... You see, God is so mighty that he can dare speak his plan 500 years. He sends his word, and this is my intention, 500 years before his spirit comes to perform it. So that any man and any demon can arise and try to challenge that which God has said. And in the process of seeking to challenge it, they end up facilitating it and making the story more glorious, and God earns for himself a great name. If you, if you have not yet believed the report, if by any means, if that man has believed that report at that point in time and has resolved to allow the will of God to be done, anyhow he wants it to be, I think God's entry into his household would have been quiet. 
But just because he did not believe the report and he wanted to, just in case there's an element of truth in it, I will see to it that it doesn't come to pass. Because nobody will be a messenger that will be allowed into my terrain. The day God wanted to come, he was in his shrine. And all his sons were behind him, agreeing to the utterances that he was making and suddenly an end. He lifted up his hand to strike. There's one, one implement in the shrine that he, he normally strikes. As he lifted up the hand to strike, an angel held his hand. And only him could see the angel. But his hand was as though it was wearied. Up like that. And he, their father, who was a great grandmaster, begged in the shrine. But they could not see the image, the form, the fashion. Of the personality that withstood this mighty sorcerer. The eldest of his children now realized that there was a man or a being somewhere that was stronger. The evangelist came to his house. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have a body. No physical form that a man could behold. But that encounter left a residue on the heart of this young man. Hallelujah. And he took note that before his father was restrained, he felt a cold feeling on his left side. And when this guy was in secondary school, after that encounter, because the father brainwashed the rest and said, this thing happens seasonally. When we forget the language to communicate with the gods, many times they interfere with high rituals. But there was one that understood better. Because the sense he felt in the, with the presence of that being was not a sense of vengeance. But it was a sense of great mercy. If not, the father would have fallen down in that place and died. Just before he finished secondary school. One night, as he sat by the bed, he felt that cool. And then he knelt down and said, I heard your name is Jesus. That was when God gave him sight to see who was standing with him. That young man left secondary school. He didn't even finish secondary school and became a fiery evangelist. And God spared the life of the old sorcerer until he became blind. He gave his life to Christ blind. And his predicament was traceable to the fact that there was a report that he did not believe in. Who has believed a report? And it is so surprising that the next question in the area of scripture is just exactly after the first one. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Then he begins to tell us the story. For he shall go before him like a tender plant and like a root that springs up in the midst of dry ground. The circumstances that surrounded his manifestation were such that made such manifestation impossible. Have you ever seen a root that sprouted out 
of ground, a ground that's dry. If God has spoken a word, and even if the seasons do not align in order to bring such a word to pass, that word will still come to pass all the same. Just because God has spoken it. He doesn't need the atmosphere to be conducive for things to fall in line. Because God can make a root spring forth out of dry ground. There's a reason why I went to this scripture. You know, if you are born to a family where the firstborn is not a follower of the Lord, and you try to say God spoke to you, there's somebody in your own household that will question you, what, by what means did you hear that which you have based your convictions in this present time? Hallelujah. You are not with me. It's a testimony I want to give, but I have to use that scripture to open your understanding. Hallelujah. For when I was young, I used to see angels sometimes. Strange things, strange beings. And I began to wonder. If God wants to speak to a man, does he need to threaten him so much? But I never knew that there was a reason why God was making me see those things. He wanted me to have a picture on the canvas of my mind. A picture that was strong enough for me not to be able to deny. Because the days to come were days of contradiction. So he wanted to make the imprints clear enough. So that you will know that at least you cannot deny this one that you have seen. Now, if something just comes and casually passes by you, you may tend to forget it. And that's why many times God needs to stand beside a man and create an imprint upon his mind that is strong enough to capture his heart. And even when he's contemplating and attempting to go away that is different from that which he has seen and known, he becomes a captive of the very revelations that God has brought to him. And those things were deep on the inside. Nobody to share them with, but it was very much alive. Friends, if you get to believe the report of God, it has the capacity to revolutionize your life. Hallelujah. You know, shortly before my dad went to be with the Lord, he now called me and he said, I found out that you have a call. You know, those days he didn't believe in speaking in tongues. He didn't believe that you, there's any influence that can make you speak in tongues at all. Because of the background that he was with. Hallelujah. And after a long time, it took so long, he now came and said, I know that the Lord is with you. And he, he requested that I should just finish university before I go into full-time ministry. But the only problem with his declaration was that he said it in the closet, in the private. He did not declare it when all the members of the family were gathered. Hallelujah. And shortly after the declaration and the release, he went to be with the Lord. 
Please help me tell your neighbor who has believed. Our report. He released me, said, You go preach, but finish. Finish your school first. Hallelujah. Because my mother's friend, I, that is, she's somewhere here, sent a message home that that your boy, we saw him preaching in the barrier. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not going to school. <laughs> he's everywhere just preaching. So my mom told my dad that that young guy has dropped out. Hallelujah. So my dad said, alright. I found out I can't stop you from preaching again, but do me a favor. Finish. Finish school. Amen. And we were somewhat towards the end. You know, there are seven of us and the fifth. So there are some big guys there that I was careful about. And it was wise to be careful. Hallelujah. And one of them felt his calling was to ensure that I fulfill his, the will that he writes for me. That that was his calling. The Bible says, cast not away your confidence. Everything will try to fight it. Hallelujah. But the prophet said, to whom has believed a report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. The circumstances around his manifestations were, were, was very, very contrary. It was like, like a root that sprang forth out of dry ground. And the Bible began to enumerate the things that were in the environment seeking to fight that destiny that God has implanted in the heart of the Lord. Amen? But those circumstances were not strong enough to weary that which he carried on the inside. Because he believed the report. The third question in that strong prophecy is in verse 8. And I want to read it to us before I sit down. Isaiah 53 verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? The reason why one is sought to declare his generation is because of the next statement that is made. For he was cut off from the land of the living. In the pursuit of his divine purpose, he was cut off from the land of the living so another is required to continue the ministry that he was doing upon the face of the earth. And it's as though there's a clarion call in the realm of the spirit. And it one that will stand upon the face of the earth to represent that which I manifested upon the face of the earth. Now see, in the process of time, Hallelujah. When I finished your service, I was praying and the Lord spoke to me and he said, I shall go back to Kano, where I said, 
Because while we were doing your service, there were a few people that I don't know how God orchestrated it and we began to teach the Bible in Canada. Hallelujah. It's a long testimony, but I'll cut it short. And we began to teach the Bible in the city of Kano, and so many people were being blessed, and the number of the disciples began to multiply. When the youth service period was accomplished, I came back home, and I was praying and fasting and asking God, what next? Then, uh, unlike other times that I fasted and sought the face of God, this particular time, God spoke to me the first day of my fast. And it was as if he was smuggling the instruction in a hurry because it required response quickly. He said, I should rise up and go back to Canada and continue the work that I started discipling those people. Meanwhile, in Kano at that time, there was riot. In fact, I, almost, I, I was caught up in a mob one of those days and the dagger for slaughter, he came this close. I pray that you will not experience such in Jesus' name. <laughs> the Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. The dagger came and the man that held it hallelujah somehow the Lord helped us. But not because of my faith because the faith left in the process. So not because of my faith. It was because of God's faithfulness. I was afraid of Kano. And then my dad just died and my mother was left. And I came back from the prayer meeting, the all night meeting, and I approached her and said, Mom, the Lord says the road leads to Kano at this point. And she wept. That the evil spirits took her husband. And now, <laughs> this her last son now. Then I went back to the Lord. I said, Lord, you are the one that placed this woman over me as an authority. She has not released me to go. So please, make a way for her to be able to release me. It took 22 days. After 22 days, she called me and said, Go. And I came back to the city of Canada. On the 20th of October, 2003, because I took up my job as a classroom teacher and continued teaching and ministering to those people. We came back from a prayer meeting and God opened my eyes that night and showed me that the place of my primary assignment was in the land of Benue. In the vision that he showed me, that is the only aspect that I can communicate today. Hallelujah. I said, thank you. I blessed his name and all of that. During my stay in Kano, God now spoke to me and said, sorry, when I fasted at home, before he instructed me to go to Kano, there was another aspect of the message he passed. He said, go to Kano and disciple the people I've given you. Then he now said, when you are true, I'll give you a job. But I was not asking God for a job. I was asking him to show me the ministry to join since I knew I had a call. And his response was that I should go to Kano and he'll give me a job. Well, somehow I said, it's all right. So since the school I worked with, I said they wanted to retain me. Came back to Kano. I took the job as a teacher. And the truth is, I like teaching in the classroom more than doing office work. And I was enjoying myself teaching physics, mathematics, and all those things. And preaching to those people that I began to preach to, that the Lord gathered 
while we're still serving. Hallelujah. Suddenly I was called by my brother. He said, my name has appeared to do an interview in Abuja. That I passed the, the aptitude test. I said, I didn't write any test. I've been in Kano preaching the gospel all this while. He said, come, your name is on the list. Kept insisting. I came to town. I asked my in-law to download some documents, some stuff about the name of the place I, I was going to write the interviews. At least I should read something. But I was still in doubt if it was me. Well, we came for the interview and they will have to give you a letter before you walk into the auditorium. They say, go and check that list. Find your name, tell us the number, they will give you a letter. Say, there's list again, alright? Then I checked, then my name was 604. It was well spelled. You may not believe me, but I'm telling you the truth as much as I know it. So I said, my number is 604. They checked and gave me a letter. It was well spelled. I entered the hall with my white suit. You know, those days I had a white suit for the crusade walk. I, I desperately wanted to be like Benny Hinn. So I said, one of the ways to tap into it was get white suit. The Lord give you understanding. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Got into the hall. Then one lady came and called some numbers, called some numbers, and then called 604. I checked again. See, all of you whose numbers were mentioned, come and enter this coaster. We now, there were people up to about 1,000 people there. We entered the coastal bus to Metama. Then I didn't know it was Metama. Then they dropped us somewhere. We now joined the line. Ah. They brought us one place again and said we should sit down. And there was AC there, but I was sweating. And then I saw a young man reading some documents. I asked him to give me one of them to read. And he pointed me and said, Hey. So the door now opened. Some guys were ushered out and we were called to go in. I read nothing. And we sat down and the guy that refused to give me what to read was sitting on my right hand. Then they, they pointed him and said, you read chemistry? That young man. The man said, yes. He does that chemistry. They pointed me and said, you read chemistry? I said, yes, I read chemistry. You read accounting? And he went all through like that. The chemistry man was the first man they asked a question. That was the only question I knew. He failed it. Oh my God. Then they now turned the same question to me. Ah, I've been preaching for long. The only thing I know how to do is to speak English. So I spoke it well and got that one. They now asked again, who is the minister for... And I was coming from the bush. Missionary. I don't know who is the minister. I just know that I'm alive. As the questions were coming again, I prayed. I said, Lord, change this thing. Change it. Change it. Change it. And then they now asked me, name three petroleum products. I said, oh my God. That was how I passed. Hallelujah. When they wanted to post out, they said, this thing now is not prayer. Go and meet Oga. Drop something. Then they push you where you want to go. 
I said it will mean that I'm faithless. My destiny is in Benway. They put my name under Lagos. The next day I went to Yola. Then the fourth day, it was outside of the list with another asterisk. They say your name is not on the list now. But when the list came out, it was in vain. We prayed together in my house, one small house somewhere there. I, Joshua, and a few brethren here. We wanted to come out and hold the program. The Lord, the Lord restrained us for one year. After one year of prayer, we now wanted to come out. It's okay. Add 100 days of prayer and fasting. That's why our anniversary begins in March. And today is four years now. We want to give him glory. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting my head. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting my head. Thank you for lifting, Lord. Thank you for lifting my head. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for Thank you for lifting, Lord. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting, Lord. Thank you for lifting. 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 Th